You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the first one of the, the new year, first one of 2013. Happy New Year, Laurie. Happy New Year to, to you and to everyone. Yep, hi, happy new year to everyone. It's just me and you this week, Laurie. We've hi, everyone. Chris on a course. Greg can't make it. I tried to make a wee January signing, but I couldn't get the, the deal done in time. Ah, the paperwork wouldn't have gone through anyway. <laughs> That's it. It's inflated prices they were wanting paid. No, no, I just said no. <laughs> so, hi, so it's just me and you. We'll talk a wee bit about the SPL. Uh, I'll, I'll maybe mention the SFL. And by that, I mean I'll talk about Rangers. Pretty much, aye. Uh, we'll discuss the charity bet. We've got no SPL predictions because we've got this silly winter break. But there's a couple right. of other things we'll talk about. Yeah, the awards and the forum, for one. But I so still got a few things to discuss. But I will start with the, the SPL roundup. Really, we've not got Chris to do it, so it'll just need to be me and you. But I thought we'd start off with mentioning Ross County again, postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. But at least it was done a wee bit early. I think it was the day before. That they announced. Um, so. <clears throat> I, I I didn't actually know. I was I was through in Edinburgh for the the Hearts game and I wasn't really I had no access to the internet. So <laughs> you're living in the dark ages. I was when I was through for these for the for the Starbase. So yeah, I missed everything. I'm I'm sure it was the night before that they announced it. So that was pretty decent to them after what happened with the Hearts game. Aye. Um, Although Inverness obviously weren't going to be travelling as far. Not quite as far, but I the nose the nose as close as maybe some people think. But yeah, uh, I, I assume the pitch was actually waterlogged this time, was it? I, I don't know. That's what they're saying anyway. That's the official official reason. I don't know if they had the the white lines on the pitch again. I'm not sure. I've not seen any pictures like like you gave. So I moving on. Well, we've got the the new firm Derby, which finished two apiece between Aberdeen and Dundee United. From what I've seen, I think both teams will be pretty happy with that. Uh, Langfield won't be very happy with his mistake, though. That was a, that was a beauty. Yeah, I will maybe touch upon another embarrassing blunder by a keeper later on. I saw they played was it the youngest ever youngest ever player on the United played in the game. The um, the defender, well, I've, I've forgotten his name. Yeah, I can't remember his name either, but I just 16, wasn't he? Aye, only just turned 16, I think. Well, Kelsey did a, did a decent job. It's not a... No, an easy game to go into, I suppose. Uh, Especially as a defender. John Sutar, 16 years and 99 days. Ah, you see, if you're an attacker, you can go in and you can make mistakes all day long and nothing's really going to happen, but as a defender... Was he a left Was he left back, was he playing? I don't know. I didn't see the game really other than the highlights. But I read rumours that he was going to be starting, but I hadn't heard it confirmed until I watched the highlights this evening. I noticed the... Uh... When I first looked at the lineup to see who it was, the BBC one, they still actually, I look now, they still have it. It says Sutatar. Oh, well, maybe that's his, his name. It's, no, it's not. It's, it's just John Sutar, but it's just Sutatar. They've got an extra an extra TA in there. <coughs> I think... Aye, but um, Niall McGinn's continues his run as well. It's a nice strike. You didn't. You don't see a lot of uh, decent free kicks in the SPL, do you? But it's, uh, it's quite a decent one, I thought. It was, a, it was really good uh I was I was seeing it and I was I was wondering if that's better than did you see Leighton Baines when he just basically hit it as hard as he could? Because ah, I don't know about very don't different. Know about that. I'm not I'm not sure because McGinn's was was perfect really perfectly placed. I curled right out out going out of play and curled right back in. But ah, but I mean you would say with like McGinn's it may be saveable if the keeper judges it right. But you know because it's quite slow and floated. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if anyone was going to stop Leighton Baines one. You know, <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure if you can really practice getting the movement in the ball, or you just hit it as hard as you can. I I don't know, because I can obviously when I hit a shot, I can get it to swerve one direction, but I can't get it to go one way and then go back the other. I don't know what you do to do that, unless you just hit it on the valve like Ronaldo does. <laughs> Probably. And hope for beyond the, the beyond balloon. my ability. Ah, but you're just a defender. You're a limited defender, a bit like <laughs> can clear it. Get lots of curve on the ball and I clear it. <laughs> That's it. You're right. I, unwanted swerve. Exactly. 
Ah, we'll move on but, then uh, to, because other than that, there was, uh, I suppose, Scott Vernon scored for the first time 13 games. Been that long, is it? Ah, well, that's what they were saying on the SPL YouTube, which I've started watching rather than the BBC. Have you? I, I was lucky they've had McGinn scoring, I suppose, then, because he's been providing all the goals. But um, you'd expect some interest in McGinn, you'd think, this month, because, I mean, 15 goals from midfield, half a season's pretty impressive. So You're I don't right. know if... And it's not going to cost too much, either. Did they sign him? Has he signed? I presume they signed him for two years at least, didn't they? Can't imagine know. they only gave him a one-year deal. But I don't know if he's in there, because on the forum we've got a, a, a thread asking who your SPL 11 would be out of the out of contract players. I, I can't remember seeing his name. I, I, no, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, I think he's signed for two years. But even then, you know, you can come in the SPL and nab players for reasonable prices so I mean I'd be surprised if he hadn't at least turned a few heads especially kind of south of the border you'd think he would do a job in kind of championship quite well so yeah well he's a quality player he showed that through the years but he just seems to be really shining at the moment Aye. I don't know why that is I don't know I, I guess some of it's luck confidence I don't not know not too sure but it's working out quite well for him I suppose and uh, for Aberdeen but I know what it's like to rely on a midfielder for goals it's uh it's often a, it's often <laughs> can be a bit of an issue because if you ever lose them, then the goals dry up as Hearts have found this season. Yeah. So I uh, moving on. We've got St Johnson beating Dundee one 0 and I thought that uh, Douglas fair enough spilling the ball when you you got the uh, I think it was Paulet slid in. I, I would I would spill the ball as well. Um, Somebody I... sliding and he wasn't it wasn't dangerous as such, but it's still pretty scary. It's pretty comical all around. I don't know what the uh, what the first defender was doing. He kind of looked like he could just controlled it or just cleared it, but he sort of took a bad touch through his own legs. It's just kind of catalogue of errors from Dundee yet again. And I, I noticed that they've got this, you know, that Barry Smith's looked like his job was on the line. Maybe it still is, but I know they've said for now they're kind of sticking with him. But it seems a bit harsh because... You know, he didn't. He's he's got a first division team in the SPL. He never really had much chance to to plan a sort of an assault on the SPL. So I mean, yeah. I think everyone said at the start of the season as well. It was you know Dundee were the favourites for the drop with everyone because they've uh, at least with Ross County, I suppose they, you know they won the league and they had a chance to. They knew what what they were up against. They knew they were going to be in the SPL, so they had a chance to prepare, make a couple of signings. Whereas obviously Dundee had planned for the first division and. I think it would be a bit harsh if they'd sacked Smith, and obviously they've they've stuck with him just now. But I mean, they said I, they I were going to give him some financial backing, but I'm not I, sure what not... they can do. Well, the thing is, the risk now is they're they kind of cut adrift a bit, so they wouldn't want to go and you know spend a bit, spend too much because uh, unfortunately they have to I think plan realistically for the first division. Obviously, they want to stay in, but you don't want to overexert your finances because if they then go end up going down I suppose they could offer players deals till the end of the season on maybe SPL sort of wages then yeah. if they go down they're not you know lumbered with them but I think Barry Smith deserves it he, he done really well with them you know when they had the 25 point deduction managed to keep them up and I think last season obviously although they didn't um, they didn't win the league so they didn't go up uh, in an automatic sense I mean I think they did well to finish second considering the the position that Dundee were in not long ago. So I, I think it would have been harsh to, to give him the heave-ho at this point. Yes, it's all up in the air now with the talk of reconstruction. And, well, obviously, if they get relegated, they'll still be in the, the second tier, but I don't know if this new 12-12 oh, and then 8-8-8, I'm not oh. sure if that's going to change their, their thinking, whether they're going to be happy that they'll be pushing to be in the middle eight. But I don't know, it's... It's difficult to get into that mindset. I'm, I just like things simple. I hope it doesn't go through. I think it's a load of rubbish. But yeah, and it's frustrating. They're talking about the start of next season as well. I don't think they. I don't. They even listen to. I've. I've not heard. You know, when you look on Twitter and you hear people talking about it, just overwhelming feeling is it's an absolute load of rubbish from fans and even from journalists and stuff. I just don't see. Do they even care what other people think about? You know, the the fans who are the ones who will be going to watch the. I think that the the chairman really are looking pretty short term because they're coming out and saying that they don't want a, a larger, a slightly larger SPL because they'll they'll get fewer home games and obviously season tickets is the, the bread and butter for the clubs. But I think that's a short term view. 
I think we, they need to give, as you say, give the fans what they want. And they could do it differently. They could. But I'm, I'm a big fan of going to maybe an 18-team <clears throat> league. And there you've got the extra games at, at home. If you go to 20, then you're giving the chairman what they want. But yeah, this, I'd, I, I don't agree with this 12, 12. I don't even know what to call it. This 8-8-8 thing. I'd, I'd, I'd keep it as it is. I don't like how it is, but I'd rather keep that than, you know, split it into three and then... You've got like a middle eight to decide who's going to be. So what's that? The middle eight's basically got what four promotions and four relegations, basically. Yes. Because yeah. It's, that's a lot of rubbish. It's yep. the whole thing is just stupid. I. I and then I you've got like the the bottom tier is going to be eighteen teams. And if they're bringing that in for the start of next season, what are what are teams like Albion Rovers who are sitting bottom of the second division? What are they going to be thinking? If so, what if they get relegated? They're going to be in the, the bottom tier. So what? So what if Rangers get promoted, for example? They're going to be in the bottom tier. Well, these teams have have been lied to really at the start of the season. They've been told they're fighting for something. The playoffs in particular is going to be farcical between the third and the second because it doesn't matter whatever happens. They're going to be in the bottom tier. I don't see how they can. I don't. I, I can't see them implementing it for next season with the way that seems fans rushed. Have yeah. Aye. We'll have a maybe have a more in depth discussion on it again. It always crops up. That's it. That's it. It was just uh, I was listening to David Longmuir was on the the radio on Saturday. That's what kind of brought it to the fore. Really, and he was saying twelve teams seems to be the way they're going. But yeah, I think we should we should make it a topic one week and really discuss it in full. And hopefully, we get a wee bit more to talk about because well, Longmuir was coming out and doing his wee bit, but Doncaster and Reagan have really been pretty quiet of late. I think that there's a meeting, I'm sure he said Tuesday, Tuesday or Thursday he said that there was a meeting, so maybe we'll hear a wee bit more after that. We'll wait and see, we'll wait and see. Yep, so the next game up uh, discusses Celtic against Motherwell, which finished 1-0, and I think the, the big talking point from this, other than, I think it was Ambrose missing another easy chance, but about a yard out was the penalty kick. First of all, do, what do you think? Do you think it was a dive? Do you think it was a foul? Do you think there was contact? Um, I've only really seen it the once, uh, well, in the quick replay. Uh, it was hard to tell. I mean, it looked soft at best. Um, yes. I thought, I mean, he does seem to be, Murphy does seem to certainly be going down before um, Wilson's hit him, if he has well, touched him. Yeah, I've seen um, another angle. <clears throat> Uh, and I would say that there was no contact. Right, I mean, it was it was hard to tell from. The, I just saw the kind of both replays on the the highlights were just kind of from the same angle, sort of behind it, and it was hard to tell if there was any contact. At most, it looked minimal, and it did look like Murphy was kind of falling forward. I, I would certainly say it's it's soft. I would if it was against my team, I would feel a bit hard done by. I think. But do you think that there there can be a penalty? Even if there wasn't contact, for example, if that was a midfielder and somebody comes in two-footed, I'm not saying this, this tackle wasn't two-footed, but say somebody's coming in two-footed and you jump out of the way, there's no contact, the free kick can still be given. Yeah, but that's a bit of a different situation. I mean, he's 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 clearing the he's going to he's trying he's clearing the ball is what he's doing, which means that I think you've got to take it intent. In. I don't think he's trying to take Murphy out. I mean, it's obviously clumsy if he kicks him with that, so it can still be a foul. But I, I, I personally, if I am, I would, I would, I would prefer to see it not given as a penalty. As I say, it's soft at best, but you know, you see them given quite a lot, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a, a bit of an issue with the actual penalty spot. Ah, uh, yes. And I, Foster I, came out, and Foster was telling the referee he wasn't happy with it, and he ended up getting booked. Deja vu. Do you not remember the Hearts game last season where they did that? Was it Samaras that time? No, it was Forster again. Um, and uh, Jonsson, same result. He ended up saving Negat Jonsson's penalty. He kept trying to tell him to move the ball back on the spot. And uh, when he's trying to take it, he kept coming out and kind of distracting them a few times. And eventually when Negat Jonsson took it, Forster saved it. So maybe it's... Uh, Maybe it works. Ah, tactic. Psyching him out, aye. Well, um, so obviously we all talk about penalty spots, but in truth, the the laws of the game calls it a penalty mark, 
I think it's just tradition really makes it a circle, but so it could just be anything. It's 12 yards from the midpoint between the goalposts. So could be a wee cross, could be an X, could be whatever. Just a, a wee kiss. But anyway, the rules are very, very vague on what what the, the ref should do with the ball. And this is this is it. This is as vague as you can get. The ball must be placed on the penalty mark. That's it. It doesn't really go into in depth like it does for a goal. For example, explaining that the ball has to be fully over the line or a corner kick with a quadrant. It just says it just has to be on the penalty mark. So for me, I think it was on the penalty mark. If the if the, the penalty mark extends from the ground up to the, the sky, if you like, I would say that the it would have touched the ball. So the ball's on the penalty mark. It, it looks ridiculous, but for me it was. It might even have been touching the white paint. Uh, it looked like it was a wee bit off it, but as you say, I'm, as long as it was kind of touching the spot, I always saw saw that as kind of legitimate because you know you know what the pitch is sometimes like sometimes quite hard to put it exactly centre on the spot, especially when probably not in Premier League pitches so much. But you know you'd often find the penalty spot, the exact spot itself was pretty rough. The ground from <laughs> yeah. from having from having that uh, white paint or whatever they use. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in the penalty spot, you just see half the ball. <laughs> ah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a bit of... I mean, he got booked for it. He didn't get booked for it against Hearts, Forster, for his complaining, but it works, so a bit of psyching out. I did, was it, who was it? Was it Bartes? I mean, he used to... Remember, he used to kick the post sometimes, not go in his goal for a bit, start banging his heels against the post and stuff. Yeah. The guy, the German like, keeper, he he kind of touches the bar with his palms, palms his hands. Do you remember Dudek in the Champions League final with his, his uh, bendy knees, his floppy knees? No, you're talking about uh, oh, the Liverpool keeper. The, the, ah, the, Dudek. No, the, the guy with the tash. No, but Dudek was doing Did it, do it in, as the well? League, in the Champions League final in the penalty kicks against AC Milan. Oh, right, no, I didn't, I didn't he was doing his, he, was, he was definitely doing something, like he was like bending his legs and... And it worked, you know, they won they won the shootout. Aye. Anyway, aye. And who was it? Oh, I can't remember. There was a guy in, I think it was Torres in England, totally scuffed the, the penalty spot just before Rooney took his penalty. That was a couple of years ago now. But he done it right in front of the referee. He just went up and just took a massive kick at the penalty spot. He got away with that. it. I can't even remember that. I'll take your word for it, though. Aye. So, that's... Big moment, though, because, I mean... I've... If Motherwell scored the penalty and, and held on, then they'd be on 37 points, three points behind Celtic. But as it is, Celtic obviously went and got a winner after prevent, saving the, after Forza saved the penalty. Now they're 43 points and they're nine points ahead of Motherwell. And now they're on their, their holly bags as well. I've seen Ledley Aye. was in Dubai and I don't know where their training camp is, but nice for some, eh? Lucky for some. Aye. So the other game... That day was St Mirren against Kilmarnock, which finished one apiece. Indeed. That's all I've got to say on it. Aye, two penalties. Um, aye, I've not got much else. No, I've no, <laughs> no complaints about the penalties. So. Um, I can't remember the first one. Now, the second one looked like a penalty. I can't even remember what the first mm. one was for. Aye, St Mirren, Kilmarnock, who cares? Ah, well. We'll, move, we'll move on to the, <laughs> the Edinburgh derby. Aye, the big game. The, the big game, exactly. Lived up to the billing. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, people have been talking about the the quality of football on show ever since. Yep. <laughs> Go down in folklore is one of the great games, or not? Were you there? I was indeed. I. Um, the atmosphere was uh, was quite good. It was very uh, having a game in the evening, a couple of days after New Year. It was it was quite. Um, I think of a, a word to it was it was quite. Uh, Heated in the streets of Edinburgh before. I can imagine. Aye. Uh, so yeah, I'm surprised. I think the fact there's no goals probably prevented there being more trouble inside the ground. I think there was because there was there wasn't moments of ecstasy and taunting from goals that it probably it probably managed to kind of simmer down a bit in the in the stadium. But I mean, there was a couple of arrests, but not as much as there could have been. I'm sure, you saw it on the TV. Obviously, a bit of a bit of. Bit of trouble in the Hibs end. Um, yeah, yeah, damn but, Hibs fans, eh? They're always troublemakers. They've forgotten what it was. It was odd. It's been a while since I've been to Derby, and the Hibs fans were actually quite um, 
vociferous. You know, they're actually quite excitable. They usually, <laughs> they usually do marches before and just waiting for the. But they they were actually quite optimistic, which obviously led to them being a bit more rowdy than usual. But as it was, um, yeah, not a lot of quality from either side. I mean, to be honest, maybe it's my maroon tinted spectacles, but I, I certainly thought I felt like from watching the game that it was Hearts who were who were trying to push forward most of the time. Um, Hibs seemed quite content to sort of sit on nil-nil and try and hit on the break. In saying that, they sort of looked a bit more dangerous when they did attack. I mean, I've never seen us wait. I've never seen a team waste so many corners as we did that game. I, I can't believe Andy Driver was still taking corners by the tenth corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were just woeful. He just kept floating in the back post, and they weren't working. And as soon as Jamie Walker came on for him and took a couple, I think we almost scored from two out of the three that he took. But uh, it was devoid of real quality. Um, I mean, there was some long punts up the park, and I, I really felt the worst. See, when I saw our defence, because that was three out of our four defenders, it was makeshift. You know, Barr had got moved to right back. McHattie's still an experienced teenager. Dylan McGowan putting centre-back for the first time. You know, I thought Hibs could really come at us here because, you know, absolute makeshift backline. But they didn't at all, and I was that was what I was most surprised at. And in the end, I felt really disappointed that we didn't get the win, especially since I had a Sutton 1-0 scorecast and he went and hit the bar. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, there wasn't an awful lot of quality, and I think it just shows that it's kind of... Neither side are very good this season. I know Hibs had a good start this season, but I've, I don't really think they're a very good team. I think when they lose Griffiths middle of the month and it looks like they'll lose them for good, I, I just don't... I, they'll be the same as us. I just don't see where they're going to get much spark from. I mean, yeah, this... Doyle's a good striker, but yeah, I think Griffiths is uh, the key there. There was talk of them possibly trying to do a deal to buy him, but I don't know where they're going to get the money for that. Well, the... Well, Wolves have got a new manager in now as well, so you think that Saunders would want to sort of assess everyone when Griffiths gets back, or, as you said, sell him if they can. And I, I think Griffiths should do it. I know he's, I know he's coming to the end of his contract, but 14 goals, international cap as well now. You know, strikers usually kind of dictate quite a bigger fee. I don't see why, if Wolves didn't want him, why another championship team wouldn't try and come in. And championship teams will be able to offer a lot more money, you know, wages and transfer than Hibs, but. I mean, I don't know how we didn't get a penalty, I have to say. It was a bit... Ah, it's a difficult one. Looking at it, I think everyone would agree that it was a foul and therefore a penalty, but I'm wondering if the, the ref played play on and the shot, despite it going wide, if that was the advantage. Ah, but you know what happened to the Dundee derby? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, somebody mentioned that in the forum. I don't know if that was you, but, but yeah, I just, I just think that the shot was away, that was advantage, so it's Maybe. difficult because you can't, the, the ref obviously didn't raise his arms, there wasn't enough time, they, they take ages to do that in, in normal play anyway. So yeah, it'd be nice for him to explain what he thought. Was it Colum? Um, yeah, it was. I... So it'd be nice to speak to him after the match and okay, I... not criticising him, just saying, look. Well, we'll... I don't know if you like Kenny Shields wants them to do. Well, uh, he's he's refusing to speak, isn't he? <laughs> That'd be nice if he didn't speak until that I did, happens. I did find it amusing at the end. Um, all the Hibs players going over to the Hibs end, a few shirts thrown in. Hibs fans were celebrating wildly. It's very odd. We were all sort of looking at each other going, did we miss a Hibs winner at some point? <laughs> or did they, are they celebrating a nil-nil draw after getting 30% possession? <laughs> I've seen <laughs> that uh, Griffiths had a, a sponsored T-shirt on at the end of the game. I was wondering if you're allowed that after what happened with Bentner at the Euros. It'd probably be okay after the game's actually finished. Well, yeah, there is that. But then also the referee, I thought he was still in charge until they went down the tunnel. Because you can send folk off after the game. Ah, you'll be fine. But ah. Are you going to talk about the Stevenson tackle? Are you going to... The, uh, the Stevenson the, the thuggery from him. With his two-footed lunge, left the ground, murder in mind. Aye. What a, I, for, for for a start, it wasn't a two footed. It was a red card all day long for me. Yep, <laughs> I'm not I'm not having that on the football pitch. Well, he left the ground, so he's lost control straight away. But he's having to get to the ball. You jumping in the air. Just, I, I don't. <laughs> it was like a a Mortal Kombat karate kick. They've offered him a two match ban as well. I just I, well, it wasn't two footed. You can't. I don't think they can't call it two footed for a start. No, I mean, it, it wasn't two footed. You're right, but it was. It was one footed, stud showing, 
left the ground as dangerous, as reckless as a red card. These days, it's probably going to be a red card, but I, I still don't think that you just define just because someone leaves the ground. Because you, you're going to jump to get to the ball ahead of you. I mean, I didn't think it was as bad as it was made out to be. But I, I, these days, I mean, I, at the time, actually, no one, everyone, no one else seemed to... At the time, no one even thought it was a foul. Was just, was... Well, the thing is, uh, McPeak showed Colum his shin guard, how it had slipped round, and I think that was a sign that, yes, it must be a red card, as <laughs> shin guard slipped a bit. But I, other than it's... that, there was no real complaints from him. He was just almost saying, look, it was a bit harsh, but we'll carry on. It's strange, but I, the, the commentary and obviously the papers and the media were all going a bit mental about it, but I, I, would, I would send him off for that. Well, he's going to be suspended for Parkhead and for the League Cup semi-final, it looks like. Did so. he accept it? Uh, we've not responded yet, but I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't imagine they would actually do any difference, so we'll see. We'll wait and see. Well, Greg was saying previously that it doesn't cost anything Aye, when you they offer you. So you just be as well. It costs money to appeal a decision, but this isn't an appeal. This is you're being offered something. Aye. Do you want to accept it? I think either way, they'll probably be the two games anyway, so I, I could not accept it and try our luck, but yeah. I can't see it doing much. I think when much. you when you, lo- when you leave the ground, I think you, you've not really got, I want to say a leg to stand on, but that's a bit of a crap pun, but you, you've not really got a defence if you've left the ground like that. <sighs> Maybe. These days, it's always a risk. I still think that just leaving the ground is It's not always as simple as, as it's not always as black and white as that, but did you see the, the video on the forum that somebody posted about a, a broken leg? Oh, I don't know if... I didn't see it on the forum, but is it the one where the guy is... Like, it looks... Is it, is it an African game somewhere? Or? Oh, and bas- and somebody comes along and... Looks like this... Shuffles looks his like leg back into place and... Uh, looks like his sock's, like, empty. Yes. It really looks like there's a leg in it, yeah. It's, and the manager's right in front of it. Oh. Yes. It didn't even look that bad at first. No, it in didn't. normal time you couldn't see it. It was in the replay, and it just looks like looks like it's like I don't know. It's just it's like he's just got I don't know some material in there. It doesn't even look like there's anything solid. It's it's the type of thing I watched it once, and that's it. I'm I'm not watching it again. No chance. It's horrible. The guy when he when he just kind of shuffles his, his the bottom of his leg back in a straight line. It's just no. No, it's it's no it's no nice. But yeah, so it's no really great for either side to be. I, I think Hibs would probably be more happy with it. But it wasn't a great spectacle. Not that not that I was expecting much from it. So I think our season's starting to boil down to the the League Cup, <laughs> whether we can whether we can get to the final and maybe win that. It's about all we can hope for. Well, you're you're not too far off the well the top four anyway. You've got a game in hand over Hibs. And you're only six points behind. If you get a, a striker in in the January oh, window, you're one out, one in. I one out, one in, and they have to be. T- oh, don't even get me started on that. It's it, don't understand the ruling at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. The twenty, the, the age bit, I don't understand at all. Well, why? Why only? Why only people who are under twenty-one? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It if means that's a law, it, maybe. I, I don't know. No, but it's is it not age discrimination then? Is not what happens if it means what happens if. We sell Andy Driver, and we, you know, and we get we get him off the wage bill, and he's on quite a lot. It means in theory we could sign Ryan Fraser from Aberdeen, mm-hmm. give him give him a big wage because Andy Driver's on a big wage. Pay have to pay a development fee for Aberdeen. Get one of Scotland's hottest prospects when we maybe could have found a thirty year old who only wanted five hundred quid a week. Yeah, because age age doesn't always. Younger players are often more expensive, and you often have to pay development fees. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I look like, understand if we're guilty. Um, which you know it hasn't exactly been proven yet, but if if we are, we've broken it. Then yeah, I understand. You only get one, and you can only replace if someone leaves, and you can't spend any more than what they were on. I understand that. Okay, no problem with that. But why do you have to restrict the age? Because what if you? What if it happens that right? Okay, SBL, right, we we lost McGowan. We found this right back where Robbie Nielsen's willing to come back for five hundred quid a week, but there's also this young lad in England to you, but he wants five grand a week. Who can we sign? Oh, you have to sign the guy who costs ten times more. You know, it's. I know that that's that's just hypothetical, but that's for all they know, we could be able to find cheaper players who are just a bit older. Yeah, they must have any... their reasons for it because they've done similar way Rangers. They I obviously the lowered the bar with the age there. At the Rangers thing, but that was with youth contracts, so because under 18s are youth contracts, so they couldn't sign in unless it was like a youth deal, wasn't it? Do you have to be a youth if you're under 18? Um, I know that you had to wait until you were 
16 before you could... I thought, I thought the Rangers one was to do with it being youth contracts. Right, right. I, I wasn't... I, I just seen the age and I just... I didn't, I didn't um, know the, the full ins and outs about that one. It just, it just seems stupid to me. I mean, the people are like, oh, but you can't complain because this happened and they're just... I was like, well, if they're going to ban us, then ban us from signing players. But you can't say, ah, you can sign players, but they have to be 20 or, or less. If you find someone who's 22 or 21 and he's really cheap... That you have to sign the more expensive player because twenty one's too old. It doesn't make any sense to me. I I think it's just a farce. Because I mean, the thing is, we are going to probably lose a few more players this month, so we're going to be having to we're going to be restricted in who we can sign, which may well force us to spend more than we wanted to because we don't have as many options. So yeah, a bit bizarre, but that's a that's a whole other matter. Yeah, you could maybe sign Raheem Sterling from Liverpool. I, I I'm sure he'll be. He fits the bill. Aye, is he not just signing a new deal worth like thirty grand a week? <laughs> aye, aye, but money, money is no object. Cause, uh, aye, there isn't any financial difficulties at Hearts. That's what I've been told by uh, the, the head honcho. Aye, allegedly. Right, we'll move on to the, the SFL. Uh, if you have to. Aye, well, uh, we in the charity bet we went for Morton to beat Dumbarton. We thought that that would be an easy option, but on the second of January, Morton were beating three 0 by Dumbarton, it was at home as well that's not good enough when the charity bets come into play, but then Dumbarton ended their winning streak by losing 1-0 to Dunfermline so now at the top of the first division Dunfermline has returned but they're joint top with Morton it's just goal difference because I well people were just thinking it was going to be Partick sort of running away with it but there's a couple in there so I, the first division is often like that, it does often throw up quite good uh, Pretty good races for promotion, so... Yeah. Well, even down the bottom, Dumbarton, after their wee mini run, they're looking really good. They've got three games in hand on Airdrie United, and they're only three points behind. Aye, and uh, yeah, I thought they were dead and buried, but it seems that Ian Murray maybe isn't as, as useless as I would have expected. Is it Ian Murray or Ian Murray? Murray? There used to be a commentator called him Murray. I don't know if it's Crocker, but I used to call him Ian Murray. I don't know. Just, just know him. Definitely know him. <laughs> <laughs> Right, in the second division, well, surprise, surprise, Queen of the South humped our broth at the weekend there, and they're, they're sitting 14 points ahead of Aloha. That's, 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 the, that's the charity, but every week we're going to have to pick Queen of the South. The odds are rubbish, though. Ah, they're rubbish, aye, but we'll still pick them. <laughs> then at the bottom of the table, I mentioned Albion Rovers. I, I don't know after what they hear for Longmere. I don't know if they're that fussed about being bottom. They're going to be in the bottom tier, whatever happens. There's no way they're going to be they're going to reach the the top twelve twelve. So what's the point in playing? It's probably mathematically impossible now. So what's the point in even playing? They may as well give up. In fact, that's my advice for them. Just give up now. Aye, right. Down to the third division. These guys are in the bottom tier if it goes ahead next season. Whatever happens, so they may as well stop right now as well. But I was at the the Rangers game at the weekend there against Elgin, <laughs> and it was an enjoyable day. It was full of banter, even though it finished one apiece. I still enjoyed myself. It went 1-0 to Rangers, and it's not often you see this, but the Elgin keeper was wasting time. He was actually quite happy. The entire second half, he was happy, 1-0. Oh, they were doing it 10 men. But wasting time. Surely you're wanting <laughs> to chase the game. But no, no, he's wasting time. There was a guy sitting behind us. He says, ah, this is going to end 1-1. You heard it here first. You know the, the type of cocky guy that wants everybody to hear his opinion. So, ah, you heard it here first. And then, well, obviously it went one apiece. Turned round. He wasn't even there. He'd left early. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even there to say, I told you so. What, uh, was, so, what was Neil Alexander doing exactly? Well, so, uh, i seen it. The, the free kick came in and he seemed to parry as keepers do. They, they kind of fumble it a bit. And then somehow the ball was in the net, and I just don't know what had happened. But I've since what? seen a replay, and I don't know what he was. I still don't know was, what he was doing. It was like I don't know if you ever, um, you ever think you're about to drop something, but you don't, and you're kind of like you're like holding a cup, and you think it's about to slip out your hand, so you sort of flinch to like, oh, yeah. stop it. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like he caught it, but then he thought he was going to drop it, and he just like his reaction was like, oh, he's <laughs> just like, uh, I don't know what it was. It was like a flinch. He suddenly. He seemed to like cat, half catch it and then throw it into the net behind him. It was, it <laughs> yeah. Was... Oh, it was funny. I think it was just 
<laughs> Obviously, the, the Rangers crowd goes silent. Uh, Elgin fans, all, all ten of them were going crazy. But I think it was just me and my mate were just laughing, just because of that guy behind us and how he'd left. It was, it was, um, I remember, I remember, was it, no, it was Jonathan Gould did it. I think it was Gould, or was, I don't think it was Douglas. I think it was Jonathan Gould for Celtic one time, and he, he sort of, you know when you know when keepers fall forward onto the ball? Yes. Catch it, and he did that. As he was lying forward, it suddenly he obviously he let on the ball too much and it popped out between his legs from behind him and rolled in. <laughs> it's kind of one of those bizarre moments. It's, uh, it's unfortunate because if you're a goalkeeper and you do something silly like that, then if it goes behind you, there isn't anyone else there. <laughs> oh yeah, how often are you are you running down the wing and somebody hits a pass to you and you just somehow sneaks under your foot and goes out for a throw in? As nobody talks about it. But yeah, if it's a keeper, it's embarrassing. I've done, I've done that as a, you know, like the old, like what um, Paul Robinson did for England, swipe at it and it rolls past you and goes in. I've, I've done that before in school football. Have you? I've never, got... never done that. But that was well, a fair I'm... bobble that got caught. I'm not a keeper though, so that's my excuse. But yeah, defender passed it back to me and I just went a wild swing at it and sort of, kind of, just barely touched it and it just kept going behind me. I can't even remember if there was a bobble or not. I'd hope there was, but. See, I've I've done it before when I've been taking a shot, because, but that's only when the ball's coming across my body, and I just I'm not very good at judging it. But I see uh, Boric was another one that got caught out. Yeah, that was was again. It's it's with the bobble actually against Northern Ireland, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, you're right. Our keepers are always good for a good laugh, especially Hibs goalies. We've had a few of those down the years. Zibby Malkowski, Macalambe, McNeil. We've gifted their uh, hearts many a derby win. Yeah, I was. Going back to the Rangers Elgin game, uh, keep an eye out for the. They've got a player. His name is Paul Miller. He's six foot ten. He is massive. I only seen him in the first half. He was warming up. And I'm looking across and thinking, this guy is. He's either huge or he's standing next to kids. But I looked him up and he's six foot ten. I didn't see him in the, the second half because he's a striker. So, well, Elgin, they were holding on to their 1-0 victory. So he, he wasn't warming up in the second half. But I, I, I wish he'd come on because I'd like to see what he's like. That's just for his height. Is that any good? I don't know if he's any good. But I just stick him up front, just hit the high balls to him. Aye, I'm just looking him up now. He is rather tall. Oh, so, aye, aye Rangers, the, the wheels come off. You know, is that the, the gap's going to start closing now? No. No, I don't think so. I just don't think it really worked on the day. I don't think it works. Uh, McCulloch had an off day and McCoy's didn't want to take him off. I guess he's the captain and so on. But Templeton, done as usual, very good player, but he shows too much of the ball to the defence and he's a bit too greedy. That's it, exactly. Uh, Mackay on the right was a a breath of fresh air, really, when he came on. He's got so much pace that it's just... It was just fun for him, basically. He just kept knocking the ball down the line and winning every single race, but his crossing wasn't very good. So I can see why they play him on the left, because he's not got a left foot, but it's cutting inside, I think, is his skill, really. And So yeah, I would have moved him to the left, but I suppose he was getting crosses in quite regularly, but it was just disappointing, really. McCulloch up front doesn't really work. You're going to walk this. That's... It's, it's over anyway. There's no way it's going to be anyone other than Rangers winning that division. It doesn't matter anyway. They're in the bottom tier next year. Ah, you're convinced it's going to go through. I'm not convinced <laughs> that they're going to be able to push that stupid split into three and whatever. Can I kind of see it happening? Aye. Right, so move on. We'll do the charity bet then. Or, uh, oh, aye. Just, we'll just me and you. Just two games. Is that what we're going to pick, is it? I think we should. So that means we can't really go too. Um, too, too simple or too basic. So... Aye, you're gonna have to go out. You're not, you're not gonna go Rangers at one to ten <laughs> against against the other Rangers. No, I'm gonna avoid that because it's just no, no. And you go Queen of the South, they're away at Albion, but I mean it's, it's three to ten away from home. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. Um, it's difficult because we're really looking for okay odds. I'm not going to go silly here. Mm, aye, they're all they're all very not very hard to. I mean, you can go Dunfermline, but again. Oh, it's only very generous. I find the first division pretty unpredictable as well. Yeah, aye. I agree there. Um, who else have you got? East Fife, Brechin, Arbroath, Alawas. Yeah, second division as well. All of them. Um, well, we could just go for... Well, 
Dunfermline and Queen, Queen of South, for example, ten pound returns sixteen pound seventy one. Ah, it's no point in that. You need to, you need a third game if you do that. See Queen's Park against Peterhead. Queen's Park at home, eleven to ten. It's a risky one, no? Ah, Peterhead are no bad as well, are they? Um, right. I can just always throw it in. What's, what's that? What's that for those then? It would be thirty five back. Right, so that is that for Queen's Park, Dunfermline and Queen of the South, South. Right, we'll go for that then. That's the odds on McBookie. £35.10 back, aye, the free £10 bet from McBookie. So that's Queen's Park, Dunfermline, Queen of the South. Aye, and I'll be, hopefully, the weekend, because there'll be no SPL games, I'll be going to Arbroath, Alloa. There we go, second division. Oh, aye, you mentioned that. Was it last week, aye? Aye, go and see how old pal Paul Hartley's doing. So it's a tight game with the odds wise. Eight to five, Arbroath. Yeah. Thirteen to ten, Alloa. Did he ever play <clears throat> last season, Hartley? I don't. I don't think he ever did. Because when he arrived, he said he didn't want. To, well, he, he no, didn't say I, he didn't want to play. He said he was. He wasn't going to play uh, unless it I was really was, desperate. Uh, unless it was an emergency. I don't think he ever actually. I don't think he's ever played at all for them. I can't be hundred percent sure, but I don't think I don't think he ever bothered using himself. Oh, see, Mulroney would be raging at that. That's probably one of the reasons he, he brought him to the club. It's like, no, I will get Hartley playing week in week out. We'll get the crowds in. Supposed to get promotion. <laughs> ah, he didn't do too badly. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're they're second on the table, so I mean, if anyone's gonna push Green the South is them, but I certainly can't see it. Fourteen points behind, but. <clears throat> If they can get at least the playoffs, then I mean they'll be pretty chuffed with that. I think first season back in the Kazalawa never really get to the first. Generally, they're usually a sort of second division team, aren't they? So, well, they they kind of it's a cliche, but a yo-yo club, if you like. Aye, but they they can't. I mean, I, I can't remember them being the first division that often. It's generally been sort of second, yeah. occasionally third, doesn't it? So, yeah. Aye, I mean it'll be hopefully be a decent game. I mean, our both are joint force, so they're sort of on the outside of the. Promotion as well. So, did you see the the thirty year old mascot? I'm sure it was our broth. Was it? I, s- I posted a thing in the forum. There was a, well, a thirty year old. I think it was his mother in law contacted the club and says, "Look, he's wanted to be a mascot since he was a kid. Would sort it out for his thirtieth birthday." There's see. a picture of him with the two captains. He, he looks the oldest of the, the, the three see, of them. Yeah, he wasn't a bit special or anything, was he? You know. Well, th- I'm sure his mum thinks he's special, but no, I don't <laughs> think he was special like that. I mean, it just it just sounds really. I've not seen it, but it just sounds very sort of kind of cringy, you know, just a, a fully you know a fully grown adult going out with <laughs> leading the teams out. I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe especially if he's fully kitted, you know. I mean, you've seen like you've seen people suited, you know, they're maybe older ex former team, you know, they get to go and lead the teams out and shake hands with everyone, stuff like that, but. To be like a fully kitted in the, the actual the club kit mascot, that's a bit far, maybe. Yeah, I wonder if he held the, the captain's hand as he came out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably bigger than his eye, that's a bit odd. Yeah. Even when it's like a, a kind of slightly overweight child who's clearly like early teens, I think it looks a bit awkward. Yeah, oh, you're right. It, it should be a cut off of like eight or, or eight or nine or something. Uh, it'd be nice, it's something I'd never done. you done it before? No, it's uh, I I remember I wanted to do it when I was a kid, but when I started going a lot, I suppose I was about ten, so it was kind of on the cusp. I was like, I felt like I'd already missed the boat, you know, and the yeah. <laughs> on the uh, leading the teams out. Do you not need to pay for it nowadays? I'm sure, I heard somewhere down in England you had to pay. No idea. <laughs> it's been a while since I checked. <laughs> no asked. Can I can I lead hearts out the next derby? I'm six two, you know. <laughs> Although it's Sal Yukis's captain, so he'd actually be taller than me. Uh, so I was hearing that Terry Butcher has been cleared for talks with Barnsley. Yep. I, I I can't see it happening because I think I think he's got some unfinished business at Inverness, especially this season. I think it's a, a one-off season, really. I think Aye. he I think he should stay and see it out. Whether he does or not, it's another matter. That... But the issue is, I mean, they're second in the league just now. I mean. With all due respect, the only way is down. I mean, there's, there's very little, you can't really take them much further. I mean, obviously, if they finish in the top four and got a European place, I mean, that'd be fantastic for Inverness. Would, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, I know Barnsley aren't, you know, they're not the cream of the crop in England, but they play in the division below the Premier League. If he wants to further his career, I mean, both financially and in terms of 
being noticed, you know, that's the place to go because you know, I, I think if he, I think if it wasn't if he wasn't in the Highlands, it probably would have been noticed before. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just you know Inverness. I mean, it's I don't think it would have been looked at very highly when you're down south. So it could be a big opportunity for him, and you never know what if what if Inverness had a bad run of format. This could be his chance. So it's. You've got to look at it because they'll probably offer him a lot more money in Vernes. They might have a bit more funds yeah. in Vernes and Barnsley. They're not obviously they're they're not a kind of team that you'd expect to seek promotion. But I'm pretty sure they've been doing reasonably enough to be sort of mid-table. So if he if, if he could do decent enough there, they never know. He's as I say, he's one step behind getting a potential job, which could be in the Premier League if he if he did really well. We've seen other managers do it. I mean, I know like Owen Coyle's faded away a bit. He did very quickly get up to the Premier League and you've seen other managers do it with surprise teams. I mean, who would have thought Swansea would be an established Premier League team now? And they holding are. their own as well. And exactly. Yeah, so set, setting the standard in, in some respects for the style they play. You've seen Blackpool get up there as well. You know, even teams like Wigan, Hull, they were third, fourth tier not long ago. So, I mean, could be a big opportunity for them. So, I know what you're saying. That Why would you jump off... Uh, the ship when it's doing so well, but at the same time, how many times will they get the opportunity? You yeah, just don't you're right. It. Yeah, yep, it's yep, potentially a life changing, career changing for him. He's been doing, he's, he's been absolutely brilliantly because Inverness, even by SPL standards, don't have much in the way of funds, and it's I think it's very difficult to entice players to go there. I think especially you know, I, I think it's the one attraction when you're. When you've got teams like Hearts and Hibs, I think it's, or, and even a team in Glasgow, it's sort of central belt. It's a bit more of a, it's a bit of a nicer place to stay. Did I just say that about Glasgow? But <laughs> yes. it's not very it's, it's easy to switch between teams, where if you go to Inverness, I mean, you're not exactly got many options. It's quite a big move. Um, and I think even Aberdeen find that problematic. So it's it's hard to always to entice players there. They won't have much money. So I think he's been working wonders. Even Not even just this season, just in general, keeping him up there, doing well. So, yeah, I think he deserves a chance. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes. I mean, he might stay, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if he took the job either. Then uh, I mean... I seen that Messi won the fourth, the fourth Ballon d'Or. First player to do it, isn't he? Yes, uh, unbelievable feat. I don't. I don't think was it ninety-one goals in two thousand and twelve? It was always going to go to him. I mean, I know people. I, I, I think Ronaldo's a great player as well, and I don't think he's as far behind him as some people make out. But he's had a cracking year. Man. I just, think Messi's likable, whereas. Uh, Messi is universally likable, whereas Ronaldo is a good player, but so many people just love to hate him. I think I prefer him because so many people prefer Messi. It's like to go with the, the more unpopular choice. See, Ronaldo, he, he's, he's the main man at Madrid. Everything goes through him. And I, I don't know, I'm not saying that makes him better than Messi, but he maybe well, what... means more to the team than Messi does because without him, I mean, Messi is the thing is, and I'm not saying that Messi's, I'm not criticising such, but I think I don't think Messi could automatically carry a team as easily as Ronaldo could. Like I think switch Ronaldo about different styles of teams, different kind of teams in different leagues, and he would always stand out. He can always sort of influence like that. But I think if you threw Messi in a different team with a different sort of style. I think a lot of his game is based on having players like Xavi and Iniesta. And I'm not saying that the team carries him at all. I mean, he often carries the team, but at the same time, he needs that style. He needs those type of players around him. Whereas I think Ronaldo, he, he, he saw him at Man United before he left. He, was, he had an incredible season. He scored about, what, 40, 50 goals from midfield in English mm-hmm. Premier League. And he, I think I just what I don't like about it is that sometimes people think that it's all about the skill and the quick pass and that's oh, that's what football that's the height of football whereas a lot of football can be about I, I quite like seeing you know a good a good powerful header you know a night a cracking 30 yarder in the top corner and it's like against um like the West Ham United game I said that to my dad when I was watching I was like it's, it's good to see you know a really good cross and a really a really nice 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 guided powerful header you know that's that's a good skill as well and it's it's not always about Nice tippy tabby football. Well, it's it's good to watch as well, but you know Ronaldo. Well, it can be good to watch sometimes. There's some games that I've just found really boring. Oh, now, can... I know so that it... Celtic fans won't like me for saying this because it's probably the highlight of their 
their season. But when they see when they beat Barcelona, I was watching it as a as a neutral. Really, I'm I'm not one that, that jumps and shouts when Celtic get beat. But I was watching. It, I was just thinking, this this is boring. Cel- hey, Barcelona were just pass, 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 pass. Do do something then not pass, pass, pass. I'm like, oh, come on, eh? It's just it just it, it, it can get boring. Sometimes a good blood and thunder, end to end, fast pace, you know, some cracking headers and stuff. It's not, the headers are a difficult skill, you know, and I think Ronaldo, he, sometimes he does get the odd, the odd cracking header or he can absolutely, you know, no one can, you know, get, the way he hits a ball sometimes is some of the, the power he gets in long, long range strikes are incredible. Oh yeah, I mean, and he gets it from no back lift really. I don't know where he gets the power from, but he doesn't take a swipe like I do. You could see my shots coming for a mile off as I swing my leg back like a pendulum. I think this year, it had to be messy this year. I think Ronaldo, they've had ups, but I think this season has been a, f- a few dips and I don't know. I just I think this year is messy, but personally, I don't think there's much between them as as players. I think this year it's definitely been messy, but overall, I just think they're different types of players. I think it's hard to compare them. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Just they're very different type of players, and they play in different teams. And aye, so well, well done to Messi. I mean, I just think it had to be him this year, just with everything he's done. That's us got to the end of the podcast, then, Laurie. I, I, a twosome, just me and you this time. Aye, bit, bit, Three's a crowd, though. You know, it's be a bit more, a bit more intimate. That's <laughs> it. It's been quite free flowing. We've not really had any set agenda, really. Uh, I was, no, I won't mention it. I was going to mention something else, but no. I'll leave uh, it. I'll, I'll tease everybody as if it was something really interesting that I was going to talk about. But no. Well, well, next week we'll maybe have a little review of the sort of the season so far. Now we're at a sort of break midway through the SPL season, and maybe have a bit more focus on the SFL since I'll be hopefully gallivanting off to another another SFL game. Maybe give you the lowdown on Paul Hartley's team. Maybe ask him if he fancies bringing himself on. Aye, that's it. Rather than my SFL review, which covers Rangers, and then... I'll do. I'll do a, you can do the third division. I'll do the second. And ah, if... It's not my turn to go though. It's I went halfers with my mate, so he's going. Right. So I won't have a. I won't have a match review. I'll need to watch a a, a stream. I'll need to go abroad for the day, the afternoon, and watch a stream legally. Get a dodgy stream of it. Give us the lowdown. That's it. That's what I'll do. <clears throat> Right, but Laurie, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks for a, a lovely evening. I have enjoyed my tenants tonight. The, the Scottish Football Forums podcast sponsored by Tenants. I'm off it. As, Are as, you? Uh, <laughs> I will, tonight. Oh, right. <laughs> it's just a general New Year's resolution there, I'm thinking. Oh. I need to, uh, definitely to cut back after too much alcohol and food over New Year and Christmas. Clothes are starting to get a bit tight. Oh, that, you see, what you need to do, right, is you just need to go up a size. No, no, no. I, I like I like them to be quite tight fitting. You see, so it, it encourages me to to lose the weight. <laughs> that's, that's the idea. Anyway, right. Okay. I'll speak to you next week. Right. right. No worries. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>